All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow your bootcamp. I'm your host. My name's Jono from Fitness Education Online, and I'm super excited because we have a very special guest on this week, an absolute rock star in the fitness industry who I've been following for quite a few years now. This person here, he's the director of the Fit Shop, which is two studios down there in Victoria. They have over 400 members. He's got six trainers working for him. He's also a author of the book, How to Stop Thinking Fat. I recommend everyone get a copy of that. I'll show you how to do it and put a link in the show notes. And the reason why I've got Brad on and why he's really caught my attention lately is he's been nominated for the Australian Personal Trainer of the Year. Now, we all know how many personal trainers there are in in Australia. So, to get nominated for that award is something very, very special. But we'll chat about that in a sec. Let me introduce, without further ado, the one and only Mr. Brad Cunningham. Brad, how are you? I am phenomenal, mate. Thank you for that. No, no. I could have gone all day. I had to narrow down that that bio, you know. We could have done a whole podcast just reading out all your achievements there, so I, I summarized it. Hey, Brad, just before we get into it, uh, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, for me, everything's about growth. Everything's about progression and, and continually pushing myself outside of, um, you know, uh, my comfort zone, obviously. So, you know, progress equals happiness or if you're not growing, you're dying. Anything, uh, you know, around growth is is really important to me. It's one of my biggest values is constantly educating, constantly growing, constantly moving forward. So I try to, I'm trying to put that into one one quote, but, uh, you know, it's all about growth and, and education and, and progress for me. Love it. I'm a huge fan of growth myself, so I'm very happy you you mentioned that. Now, Brad, what I'd like to talk about today, all of my listeners here would probably be lo- would probably love to be nominated for that award, Australian PT of the Year. So what I was hoping you could do is share your journey, I think would be the best way. You can start it wherever you want to start it, whether it was you know when you started in the industry or when you started the fit shop, start wherever you want to start. But if you could share the journey of Brad Cunningham and how he got nominated to be Australian <laughs> Personal Trainer of the Year, and then we can stop at little points if there's any breakthroughs that we can then um, get into more detail on the listeners. Would that work with you? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll leave it to okay, you. So start yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think how far back you want me to start. I suppose, you know, getting started in, in the fitness industry is probably um, the first point. You know, for me, I was, um, I was working as a, a trainee at a high school, helping PE teachers and um, helping them run classes and excursions that sort of stuff it's kind of what I did not long after leaving school and and look it was pretty easy job actually I was sitting around doing not much for a while so I decided to get qualified um, with my cert three and four and did that whilst I was doing that job just because I had the spare time and I nailed another traineeship at uh, North Melbourne Recreation Center when they were launching a gym there 
I got a, a role uh, as a um, trainee there and I actually basically helped them set that gym up. And, and I think it was that point that really, um, uh, you know, gave me the, 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 or spurred me to, you know, pursue the, this career or pursue a um, uh, fitness business in, you know, in this industry. Um, just that excitement of setting up a business and running, learning how to create the processes and the systems and all that sort of stuff. So that was kind of like my first taste of uh, launching a, a business. Uh, even though it was a council-run gym, I had a huge um, role in, in, in um, starting that up. So that was, that was a really good experience. And then I worked there for a while and, and long story short, my partner at the time, girlfriend who's now my wife, um, was looking for a job in Melbourne she was living, so we're country kids. We grew up in Euroa. She was living back there still and not a huge amount of opportunity back there. So she was looking for a job down here. And any, anyway, long story short, um, landed a, a receptionist job at a gym here in, in Bayside, Cheltenham, Melbourne, and um, was working there. And, and again, she was getting experience. It was a new business. She was learning how to create systems and processes and all this sort of stuff in the back end. And it got to a point where they actually needed a trainer and I'd been uh, going out to this gym uh, and volunteering some time and it got to a point where they needed a trainer and they offered me a job. Now, I'd been volunteering my time on a Sunday uh, for a few hours. I was, we were living in the city. There was no trains going out to this facility on a Sunday. So I would get on my bike, ride out an hour or so, help out for a couple of hours and then jump on a train, come home. And I did that for nothing for, for about 12 weeks just for experience. And as a result, I got offered a job doing that which was great um so you know through all this time i was always putting my hand up for things and trying to get experience doing different stuff and um you know i landed a job at this um personal training studio where my wife was working well my girlfriend at the time was working and um so we worked there for a couple of years as employees and i kind of again just putting my hand up always um, taking initiative and, and wanting to get involved with things more um i took a big role or took the responsibility on in, in terms of um, uh, their culture and uh, contacting members and making sure people were coming to sessions, following people up, and we're running small, kind of like boot camp, like small group classes, small boot camps um, at this facility, and that was my role, and it kind of grew from there. And it got to a point where um, things were going well and um, we need to kind of expand the business a little bit, so we looked to buy a franchise business bootcamp franchise thing for America and bring it over. And so at that point, my wife and I, um, we were like, look, we want to get involved in this. You know, we were, I was 19 at the time. She was 20. Like we want to get involved. And so we spoke to the business owner at that time and said, look, we want to get involved in this. We want to be a business partner and, you know, so forth. So we scrounged up as much cash as we could, borrowed from friends and family and, you know, kind of got a bit of money together and, and invested uh, into this guy's business and, and we launched this boot camp thing back here. Anyway, that ran for about a year and it was getting a bit messy because it was like a, two businesses in one. So it was the guy's PT studio, which I worked for, and then we had the boot camp business, which we were all kind of working on. And so people would come in and they kind of wanted to do boot camp, but they kind of wanted to be doing PT and it's just getting a bit messy. So we kind of merged it all as one business and, and then opened up a, a second facility for boot camps, like a warehouse. And we're working uh, as business partners for maybe 12 months, a bit more. Anyway, things started going a bit sour. The, the business partners had moved overseas and we're running the show and, and things just weren't working out, you know, and, and it was probably 
the best and worst, you know, experience that I, I've ever had, um, you know, in business because at the time it sucked. Um, things didn't go well. You know, the relationship got really sour and we decided we're going to leave the business and go do our own thing. Um, and we got had to get a solicitor involved and, and all this sort of stuff. And the, 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 um, our partner came back, lost it, you know, basically sent out a bunch of emails and things saying we stole money and we'd done all this stuff. Like it was just horrible. And um, we planned to go and, and do our own thing, but the building that, that we were doing boot camps from was under my wife's name. And so we had to keep that. And so we kind of basically the guy came back, closed the doors, and then we kind of reopened and said, you know, we're running a business. And for about a month, we were no business. There was no business name. There was no nothing. We're just kind of waiting for the solicitor to give us the all clear to kind of relaunch a new business. And this guy left back overseas. And anyways, all these nasty emails and all this sort of stuff going on. It was a lot of drama. And, you know, when we decided to leave that business and go do our own thing, when we told the guy we're leaving, we literally had 50 bucks in our account. We had no money. And we took a big, you know, big risk in, in um, leaving that business. We, we were told by our real estate agent that um, we're going to get evicted from our house because we weren't paying rent because part of the situation was we weren't getting any money from this business. So we were struggling and that's part of the reason why we were going to leave. And, you know, so it was just a horrible, horrible time. But at the same time, it was the best thing that's happened to us because we learned so much about business in the quickest time, <laughs> you know, at 19, 20, like it's like it, you know, it, it, going to bed, going, how the, how the fuck are we going to pay rent tomorrow? How the fuck are we going to pay staff tomorrow? How are we going to buy food tomorrow? You know, I, I remember we left the business and it was like a Wednesday and one of the members wanted to take us out for coffee. And I said to Kylie, my wife, I said, shit, I hope they're shouting because we got no money. And, and it was, you know, it was just D-Day for, for a good month. And, um, but like I said, it was, it was a phenomenal experience because we learned so much about business structures, how to, you know, partnerships and, um, you know, the ins and outs of business that people sometimes can be in business for 40 years and not learn that stuff. Um, so it was awesome. And so anyway, we got through that first sort of month. We started kind of getting our own members in and relaunching as the Fit Shop back in March 2013. And um, kind of got on our feet and all that sort of drama, it kind of passed. And it was later that year, the November, December, um, we launched uh, or, or opened uh, the first phase of our Euroa facility, which was a 24-hour no-staff access gym. Um, and that was kind of our first phase for that business. So we did that in the launched that in the December of that year. So um, it was a pretty busy year for us. And... That was kind of our first, you know, sort of 12 months. Um, it was, yeah, pretty full-on, pretty uh, eye-opening and, and scary and all those things at the same time. But like I said, it was it was phenomenal um, experience for us because it's, it's shaped who we are today and, and how we run our business today. Um, so it's given us a really – it gave us a really good perspective on how we want to do things. Uh, and if we were to engage in it, you know, with, with a business partner or something, it, you know, it gave us that experience as well. So – um, we're, we're really grateful for that. And look, the guy that we, we were working with and new partners with um, was great. He, he taught us so much about, um, you know, growth and business and things like that. It was just he had his own stuff going on and things didn't work. The communication wasn't there and it broke apart and, and these things happened. But um, so there's no, 
you know, there's no regret there. There's no, um, um, I haven't spoken to the guy, but, you know, I don't um, look back at that experience as a bad thing. Um, and I appreciate it. So, yeah, that, that was kind of our, our starting business. So the Fit Shop grew from there. And, and since then, we've been growing every year. And, um, you know, like like you mentioned before, we're at about 400 and something members across two, two locations. Um, yeah, there's so many great things that, are, that have happened in that time. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm waffling on now. <laughs> if there's no, no, something I'll, else that you, know, you, well, wanna, well, look, I'll you want to touch on. <laughs> I'll summarize a few key points there and then we'll move on. So I was jotting some notes. I love that story, by the way. So many takeaways there. So here's my um, – for anyone listening to this, here are my biggest takeaways from Brad's stories there. One of my favorite quotes – I actually don't know who came up with it, but I live my life by this quote – and it's essentially do more than what you're paid for and soon you'll get paid more for what you do. And that's essentially what Brad did there. It wasn't like, hey, I'm, not gonna, uh, I'm just going to sit back and do nothing until an opportunity comes up and then I'm going to only do that opportunity once I'm paid what I'm worth. And hey, there's a, there's a place for that as well, right? Where you, you, know, you only get paid for what you work for, um, only, yeah, only get paid for what you're worth, that's fine. But a lot of the time to get ahead, you need to do a lot of these things. You've got to volunteer your time. You've got to, um, you know, give something a crap that, that may that or that isn't going to be a guarantee. I think they're the two things there that the what I see in a lot of yeah. people in general, but especially trainers that will hold them back from getting ahead is they won't volunteer their time to start with to get ahead, which is what you need to do to get ahead. Or the second thing is they won't um, take a risk. They'll be like, oh, that could work, but there's no guarantee, so I'm not going to do it. And the thing with that sort of philosophy yeah. is the only the only guarantee there is that you're definitely not going to get ahead. If you give it a crack, okay, maybe you'll get ahead, maybe you won't, but if you don't get a crack, you're definitely not going to get ahead. So that was the, the first takeaway there. Did you agree with those, I guess, before we move on? Yeah, yeah. And then, look, that's been one of my philosophies, I suppose, or values is always, um, you know, regardless of whether there's a financial benefit to it, you know, is, is put yourself out there and try and, and say yes and do things and volunteer because, you know, the world's going to reciprocate that in, in some way. And for me, it's always happened. You know, it's, I've been offered a, a position or, um, you know, if opportunities pop up when, when you put yourself out there and, and um, provide value for people and, and look for win-win situations, right? So, and you're right, I, you know, I'm trying to hire trainers and do these things, you know, all the time. And, and it seems like so many people are just like, you know, putting their hand out or sitting back waiting for things to happen. It's like, you're not going to get ahead. You've got to, you've got to, you know, stick, stick your nose out and, and um, give things a crack. Otherwise, um, you know, what's, I mean, at the end of the day, what's the worst thing can happen? It stuffs up, right? And that's the thing with us in business. It's like, We'll just keep trying, keep taking risks, keep doing things and, hey, it might not work. Oh, well, we'll start again. But we're not going to get ahead if we sit back and wait. 100%. And another one of my favorite sayings is, I never lose, I either win or I learn. And I see that in your story as well, as well there, Brad. The reason you're in now is every decision you've made, you've either won directly from it or it's been a learning experience. And that's enabled you to get you to where you are yeah. today. So I, I love that. And then the other key thing there was the, the get out of the comfort zone. Now, <laughs> you had a bit of an unfortunate, you didn't really have a choice, right? You had 50 bucks next to your name. So you had to get creative just, yeah. to, just to eat your next meal, right? But that's another one of my favorite sayings. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. 
And one of his sayings is it's never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. And if you see in Brad's story there, he had to get freaking resourceful. He had 50 bucks next to his name and no food. So he's like, all right, what can I do to get resourceful? And that's obviously, that mindset has obviously continued along your career because you've been in that position where you had to get resourceful and now that's the stage where you're at now it's not like oh i can't do this because i don't have the money or i don't have the people or i don't have the time it's all right cool how can i get resourceful would you agree with that too how can we make it happen exactly yeah yeah. so that's another um takeaway if you're listening to this is do whatever you can to get out of your comfort zone because that's what's going to help you get creative and just always have that in your mind. Hey, it's never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. So I I love that there. Now, I'd love to transition a bit here, Brad. So we've got your story. We've got how you're at the the fit shop now. You're quite successful as it is. Run me through a little bit about this award. How did that nomination come about? Do you put yourself forward? Do you have to show some sort of results? Do you have to show some clients' results? Run our listeners through how that works. How it works, yeah. So I think um, Fitness Australia had put a, uh, an email out or something about, you know, um, uh, nominations for, for this award. And, and we kind of saw it and went, oh, we'll put it out to our members and, you know, if they want to vote. For, for us and cool and we, and we put all our train like put it to our members and said hey vote for our trainers and, and so forth and so um, all our trainers actually got nominated initially um, so the members had filled out an application for for us and uh, I think I got about 10 or so from our members and, and getting the notifications and saying you don't know who's nominated you initially um, so we put it out to like 3,000 people on our email list so um, anyway, got the nom- nominations and thought, oh, look, I'll, I'll go through and I'll fill out the application. And, and I didn't really think much of it. Um, and I so clicked the application and then it was like first page, second page. <laughs> it just kept going. There's all these questions and all these, um, all these criteria and stuff that, that, that they ask for, which is great because they want to get an insight into who you are as a coach, what, you know, what your philosophies are, what your values are. Um, you know, and how you sort of conduct yourself. And so oh, there was loads of questions about your consultation process, about client results, about your values as a coach, as a, um, as a business. Um, and so I just, I just spoke about what we do as a business. And a lot of what I spoke about was, was our culture and how we, how we um, uh, uh, facilitate the, the, the family culture here and, and why, um, that makes us so different and why me as a coach, what, how that makes me so different. So, you know, from day one, from what I've always been about, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the book Raving Fans. Yes. So it's, it's uh, yeah, great book. And that whole series by um, um, Ken Blanchard. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Is it Ken Blanchard? Who does yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev, yeah, Kevin or Ken Blanchard. And uh, anyway, so it's always about... Um, under-promising and over-delivering. And so that's kind of been our... Did you see that, um, by the way? I use, I use a... Uh, <laughs> I use, if, you're, um, if you're, you're listening to this, you don't see the audio, I actually need a whole heap of books to prop up my microphone. So I've got like, you know, five of my, my best books here and just that's the top hilarious. of the list happened to be that, that uh, raving fans. It's, um, yeah, Ken Blanchard and Shelton Bowles. Yeah. Sorry I to interrupt. I think they've got a couple other books that the go-giver and stuff as well, I think. But um, 
anyway, so that's one of our kind of underlying um, uh, uh, philosophies for our business is always about under under promising and over delivering and creating a great experience. So, you know, I spent a lot of time and a lot of money. I think I spent nearly six or seven grand already this year in courses and education and, you know, all sorts of things. And that's fantastic. And, and, it, and it creates a toolbox for me to help people. Um, but if I don't know how to deal with humans, if I don't know how to um, be empathetic, if I don't know how to build rapport, if I don't know how to care for someone, if I don't know how to create a great experience, it doesn't matter how well I can write a freaking program um, or how well I can write a boot camp plan or whatever it is, if people don't leave here feeling better than when they came in, then it doesn't matter. And, and so our business has always been about creating a third place for people. It's not home, it's not work, it's their third place. They go to feel part of something where they feel important, where they feel cared for and heard and validated. Um, and, and that's what we try and create here is, is a place where, where they feel like somebody because, you know, day to day it's chaos. It's, you know, they're stressed, they're, 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 you know, they're dealing with work, they're dealing with family and kids and everything's chaotic. Whereas when they come in here, we want some sort of structure, some sort of consistency in their experience in everything from the moment they walk in the door that, that um, you know, it feels good and then so they have a great experience here and by default they're going to enjoy being here they're going to want to um come back more often so by default they get the results and that's where we can bring the tools in and the programming and the you know the shiny stuff you know um i think so many trainers things get caught up being uh, on you know the equipment they're using or the facility or the um the, the, the education they have the certificates they have on the wall and they forget to be human and, and forget how to deal with humans and, and treat people with empathy and care and, and um, make them feel good. Um, because, like I said, if you can have all the education and information in the world, but if you can't apply it to, to a human, then it doesn't matter. So that's what I spoke about in my application, um, about how we do that, uh, why that stuff's important to me. And, and one of the big things we, we follow is Tony Robbins' um, uh Oh, I knew I'd forget some Which things. Um, six, six yes, uh, human needs. Human needs, right? Yes. So our business is about making sure that we're hitting those human needs in some way for each client, you know, so they feel connected or loved. They, they have a sense of growth, a sense of um, uh, certainty and, and variety and significance and all those things. We want to make sure that our business is, is um, meeting those needs for them in some way. Otherwise, they're going, to, they're going to search somewhere else for it. And me as a coach, I'm making sure that I'm hitting those things all the time with them as well, that I'm teaching them, that I'm making them feel significant, that you know, I'm creating variety, I'm creating certainty, I'm doing all those things. Um, because if I'm not hitting their, their needs in our business or in my sessions with them, then like I said, they're going, to, they're going to go somewhere else. So again, part of my application, I spoke about how we do that. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of the, the basis of, where I came from with how I, the language and, and the, the angle I took with my, my application. And um, obviously they, they liked it because <laughs> uh, I think there was 1,500 uh, people who actually filled out the application like I did. And so um, the, the, they chose the top five from that. So something I, I put in there, uh, something I said, obviously um, they, they liked. Uh, so I had to share a couple of videos about some like our um, – uh, consultation process and things like that, uh, which which was pretty easy for me because I've 
recorded a lot of it already for our staff and things. So um, I just shared some of those, which I think just gave a deeper understanding of why and how we do things. Um, so, yeah, and then I got a, an email to say that, yeah, I've been nominated for the top five. I think that was back in Jan. That was pretty exciting. And um, now it's just a waiting game. So Will I find uh, out. Um, from yeah. my point of view, I, I hope you win it because you're the only one I know in that, that top five. But also <laughs> I know you're very, very good at what you do, especially hearing that story. So you've got my vote. You've got all my listeners' votes as well. So I'll, awesome. um, I'll, be, I'll be at Filex and I'll be posting all over the place on social. So if any of, uh, and I'll post photos of you as well. So if any of my listeners or followers see Brad, make sure to wish him luck. Um, and I just want to expand on that a little bit there. So a few key takeaways from what yeah. Brad said there. My takeaway to listeners here is number one, I think you should apply next year regardless because from the sounds of things, it's quite a, a grueling process anyway and you're pretty good at it. Brad already had a lot of that stuff. But if you don't already have a lot of that stuff, it's probably a good way to have a look at how your business is going. And if you can't answer something, even start with the clients, right? They're, like if you can't get clients to nominate you, hey, you might have to be a bit better at your job. Um, but even if you can get a heap of them, great. There's some new testimonials for you you can use. And then as you're going through those questions, it's going to give you a chance to have a look at your business from the, the outside in. And if you can't nail some of those questions, hey, go and nail those questions. And you, you might not win the award, but you'll be a better trainer for it if you can then nail it the, the next year or whatever. Um, and then also down to like the video process as well, where if you don't have a good video process to train staff, hey, this could be an opportunity for you to get it there and help springboard your business forward. So I recommend everyone listening to this apply for it. And if you're not from Australia, do whatever. Apply for the American one. Apply for the, the New Zealand one and do it. Um, a few key points that Brad said there, I'll, I'll summarize it to two. Brad works a lot on upskilling himself as a trainer, but also works on people skills as well. Because it, you need both, right? And Brad just summarized it so well where, let me think how to put this. Okay, this is the way I, I, um, I explain it in a boot camp setting, right? I feel that retention comes down to three different things. How much somebody likes you, how much um, somebody likes everyone else in the group, and how much fun they have at the sessions. If you can hit all three of those things, no one's coming anywhere. No one's going anywhere, right? And if you can see there, you're... Um, coaching skill as a trainer probably isn't in the top three. You might not even be the best coach. Obviously, you want to be because you want to get your clients good results. But if you can hit those top three things there, that's what's going to keep clients coming. So important to work on those people skills there. And then once they're in and they're coming, okay, great. Now you've got the coaching skills to also get them good results. So I love that there. And I just want to expand. So I'm obviously a huge Tony Robbins fan as well. And I had a similar experience with my business. So um, I'm not sure if you know my story background, uh, my, my background, Brad, or even some of my listeners might not know. I started off in the boot camp game and I was um, working at a franchise and there were 75 different locations at this franchise, and you were ranked based on your attention, one being the best, 75 being the worst. When I started, I was ranked 75, all right? I sucked as a, as a uh, boot camp instructor, to, to summarize. And what I, then, I, then I started following Tony Robbins, and I actually used those exact six steps there, those exact human needs. If you're listening and you're not aware of it, you can probably Google it. Just Google Tony Robbins, six essential human needs. Essentially, what Tony says is humans have these six needs. And I think there's a stat where what Tony says is if you can hit, I think it's even four out of the six, four people four, are addicted. Yeah. yeah, if you can hit four out of yeah. six, 
that's an addicted that's an addiction so if you can get four if you can hit four of those things people are going to be addicted to your business and not go anywhere and i implemented those and within um 12 months i actually came back as ranked number one so that was just from that same tony robbins uh strategies there so i love hearing that how are you going for time brad you got a few more minutes or you got to head off no, nah, I'm all good, buddy. Good, good. Go okay, cool, cool, cool. I just had one more question for the for you, and then we'll do a bit of a, a finish off. So we know that we know your background, we know how you got to the award now. Just one question for anyone listening that's like, man, I got like I'm running a boot camp, I only got 20 clients. This guy's got 400. How does he do it? If you could just summarize to, let's say, a marketing tactic now, because we've got a lot of your philosophies there. We know the Brad Cunningham philosophies. We can go through these. We can volunteer your time. You can put your hand up. You can work hard. You can get creative. You can be resourceful. You can learn your people skills. You can learn your coaching skills. You can consistently upskill. We've got all that philosophy there. If you had to give one sort of marketing tactic for someone to grow their business in the fitness industry, what would you give them? Uh, I think it's... Definitely referrals. So, I mean, we, because if you can't spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, you've got to be able to utilize referrals. And there's a few ways you can obviously do that. You can just ask your clients, but they need to be having a great experience to want to refer people firstly. Um, But then using uh, human billboards, it's probably in our early days, this is probably one of the the biggest successes that we had. and you want to be very smart with who you use as a human billboard. So uh, we train a lot of mums, so middle-aged, you know, 30 to 45-year-old mums, um, and they like to talk. They like to go for coffee. They like to get their hair done. They like to get their nails done. So we got a, um, a handful of um, members on board as human billboards. They don't pay anything, but the arrangement is that they just spread the love. They spread the buzz. They tell their clients about you that, you know, and as long as you're providing them with a great experience, of course, they're going to talk about it. You know, so we had a couple of hairdressers, um, people like that. And so we train them for free. They got great results. They, they met their, their clients were asking like, what are you doing? And then obviously, you know, they're talking while they're doing their hair. And so um, that works really well for us. And, and we still do that occasionally um, now. And, that's probably one of the best marketing tactics that we had early on. So again, this is where it comes in. You know, we spoke about before is like, don't be worried about what's in your hand right now. Like that client might not be paying you right now, but the return on investment is, is huge. So um, look around your local area, look to go into a couple of businesses where your clients would visit and see if you can speak to the owner and get them on board and train them for nothing, offer them free training um, and, uh, you know, build that relationship. And then, doesn't have to necessarily be something formal. I think, you know, there's probably two, two um, uh, schools of thought there. Like, yes, you would formalize it and say, look, if you don't tell me how many, yeah, you don't get this many referrals, X, Y, Z, you know, the deal's off. But I, we keep it very casual and it's worked for us. So, um, but you've got to have a good relationship with that person and, and that's, that's the key. Um, that's probably the best thing that we've done. And then from there, it's things like 28-day challenges where, um, we will offer members a free position in the challenge if they refer a friend. Uh, so, and we've had, you know, we've done that every year. We do two or three a year and we can have a hundred new people walk in the door for a month. And generally you'll convert sort of 40 or 50% of that. Uh, I found the last couple of years, the conversion has gone down a little bit, maybe 30 or 40% will sign up after that. But if we can get, 
you know, 20 members on and they refer, you know, one person each, there's 20 new people in and you're going to get 40% stay on generally as, as you know, being um, um, lenient on that number. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the best two things that we've used, low cost. Love that. And I, uh, I love both of those strategies. I've never done that 28-day challenge myself, but I love the philosophy behind it because it's just such a good way to get new members in for free. And I love the, the human billboard. So I, I learned that the hard way, actually, Brad. So I utilized that strategy and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go into you know, some local hair salons and some local beauty salons and just you know, leave some um, forms there and let their, say to the hairdressers, hey, you know, just tell your clients to train with me. They can do it for free. I'll give them a, two, two, a three-week trial. And I came back the next week to see how many people written their name down and the form was in the trash can. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe this, uh, this doesn't sort of work. But then I realized, then I flipped it around. And I became good friends with a physiotherapist and a nutritionist and a hairdresser, actually, and started to train them. And then naturally, they started to refer their clients. So that goes down to the connection side of things where it's not just about asking someone to help you out because yeah. they're probably not going to do it, right? It's got to... And it's even not about a financial thing. It's not, even, it's not even about, oh, okay, I'll train with Brad for free. So yeah, I'll just promote it so I, I train with him for free. They've got to actually like you. And they've got to actually like training there and then it will come around. So I yeah, love this that. Needs to be, yeah, it needs to be genuine. Like I don't know if I kind of express that enough then, but yeah, going in there and going, hey, I'm going to train you for free if you, if you refer people. It's like, no, like you build a relationship with someone. You know, like we, we, um, my wife was going to the hairdresser herself, paying for her haircut and built the relationship that way, you know, or – you go to a physio and you build a relationship and then over time and, and then you say, hey, you come down and tra- train with me for a little bit. Like it just can naturally happen. But if you can get a handful of, of members on board like that, um, but yeah, walking into a hairdresser and going, hey, I've got a boot camp down the road. I'll train you for nothing. Um, if you tell your clients that, like it's not going to work. I, 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 actually tried, have I, genuine... I went the next week and it was in the, it was yeah. in the trash can, the, the form. Doesn't doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i i think i didn't quite convey that um the same way but uh yeah you're right you've got to build that relationship <laughs> awesome well hey brad we're coming to the end of the podcast here couple questions i like to finish off with you're obviously a mentor to a lot of people who are your mentors there brad and we can go a few different ways you can mention mentors you've had courses you recommend books you recommend people to follow on social media for any of my listeners, who, what recommendations have you got there? Mentors, books, podcasts, all three? Oh, where do I start? Um, obviously, you've got the big guns like Tony and a lot of uh, philosophies and, and, and um, principles around mindset and stuff I've got from him. A lot of what I put in my book was, you know, um, come from him. Um, oh, man, there's so many things. Um, then one uh, from each that what's your so we'll, we'll say Tony okay. Robbins the biggest influencer if you could pick one book yeah recommend uh my audience read for for a business it would ha- i think raving fans is really good definitely it's simple read super easy the go-giver would be the next one um rich dad poor dad was a huge mm-hmm. turning point for me from a financial sense uh I, I i read that book and a month later sold my car we just bought a jeep and then <laughs> Like this was years ago, bought a Jeep. I read that book. I'm like, what am I doing? And I sold the car the next month. Um, so that was huge. Um, so uh, uh, what else? 
How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dan Carnegie. Uh, oh, it's a good yes. one. Um, I've got a pile of them over here. Um, so, yeah, and then podcasts. I've been listening a lot lately to um, BPAC, um, Ben Pekoski, uh podcast courses. I've been doing a lot of Muscle Nerds courses. These guys are oh. phenomenal in terms of the, the level of detail and knowledge and information that they share. Uh, Luke Lehman, follow him and, and Muscle Nerds. Those guys are, are fantastic. Um, the next course I'm doing, I'm doing Coach Eugene, Eugene's course in a couple of weeks, Muscle Mechanics. Um, what else? Is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Plenty there. One of my, one of my close friends and mentors, though, has is, is been Craig Harper as well. Um, you know, he's been fantastic. Uh, catch up with him occasionally. And, and um, I, my wife and I did a podcast with him as well about our story in business, which was pretty cool. So uh, everyone, feel free to jump over and listen to that. Um, but, yeah, that's probably as best I can in this space of time. I could keep going with books and things, but no, no, just continue reading. Some, yeah. some classics there. And yourself, Brad, I'd love for my listeners to, to go and follow you. Is the best place your Instagram, I believe? Yeah, it's probably the best one, Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, awesome. definitely I'll, probably the easiest place to get hold of I'll, me, yeah. I'll read out the um, – the Instagram handle here because I'm following you. It's simply brad.cunningham underscore. So you can follow Brad there. Or if you want to follow the fit shop, there's also the fit shop. And are you cool with that, Brad? If any of my listeners are around yeah. Melbourne or around Euroa and they're like, you know what? Because that's what I recommend as well. A good place to learn. Yeah, you can read. Yeah, you can do courses. Go and visit someone who's already doing it. See what their facility is like and, and see how you're treated. Are you cool if any of my listeners um, you know, pop in? Hundred percent. Just uh, yeah, reach out to me so I'll make sure I'm I'm here and not with clients. And yeah, more than happy to have a chat and help out. Awesome. And the best place to get your book, Brad? Probably just on the website. So, uh, how to stop thinking fat dot com. Uh, it's a great book for clients as a gift. So I've got a, a handful of trainers that that are members of our gym, and they often will give it as a gift to their clients because. A lot of it is about the mindset around getting results. You know, we know as coaches that, again, we can have all the tools and, and all the information, but sometimes clients just don't move from A to B. And a lot of it's what's going on between here and this book. Isn't, it just gives them insights and, and, and a lot of thought-provoking and a lot of ideas and um, different perspectives on things and why they might be doing things and just gives them a little bit of a nudge to kind of hopefully move in the right direction and get close to their goal. So it can really help clients. Um, we, we give it to our clients when they um, first sign up as a gift. Um, and, but even for, for trainers themselves, you know, it might help them a little bit as well uh, and be able to communicate with their clients who, who might be stuck. So um, yeah, jump on. Uh, you can I'll post it anywhere um, and uh, you can just order it through my site. Otherwise, through iTunes, you can get as a a um uh, called ebook. Ebook. Oh, yep, yep. Awesome. E-book. All right, cool. Well, hey, I'm going to pick up a copy now because yeah, I, I found that myself. You know, you can give two people, you know, the the same program, the same diet advice. One person gets amazing results. One person doesn't. And a lot of the time, it's just a mindset thing. And it's it the oldest saying in the world is you can only lead a uh, the horse one. You can only lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. But hey, if you can motivate yeah. that person to want to drink, 
then it's game on. So I'm, I'm super excited to read that book and I recommend every trainer read it as well. And as Brad mentioned, it's probably a good book to give to your clients as well. So I love that. Brad, that's probably all we've got time for today. Is there anything I left out? Is there anything I forgot to ask that shouldn't have asked or anything that you want to finish up with? No, I think we covered a fair bit. I feel like I've spoken um, too much of anything. So, yeah, I appreciate you uh, getting me on the podcast and, and hopefully something uh, that I've said it w- will help someone. Um, you know, if I've added value to one person, I think this has been more than worthwhile. So, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. No dramas. All the best with the award. You've got my my vote and I'll, I'll see you there. I'll be all over Filex. So, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up there. Be, yeah, sounds good, man. Awesome. All right, Brad, thank you for your time. See you, mate. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.